When we think about the goodness of Jesus, it should make us want to shout. It should make us want to sing. It should make us want to run. It should make us want to tell the world how good Jesus is. Give Jesus your life today. Only he can make a way. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to speak from the subject of the seed principle. Let me tell you now that God wants to use you to do great things in the earth. He has plans. Let me tell you something. He has plans that will blow your mind and he needs somebody to do it through. And I pray that he can use you today to bring forth miracles, signs and wonders and to change a generation. Today, we're going to talk about that. So get your seatbelts on and get ready. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message and so much more. So log on today. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled The Seed Principle, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, last week we did end our series entitled Watch Your Mouth. If you haven't heard the series, I implore you to do that. Those are available. Every one of those messages are available on our podcast, on the website. Uh, It's out there. And if you have the Roku device, then, of course, make sure you watch the entire series. I believe it's going to bless you. So, Kingdom Rock, let's go ahead and welcome our online community. Online community, how y'all doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's welcome our online community hallelujah welcome 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 we welcome your online community wherever you are all around the world we thank you so much for tuning in today for listening or watching wherever you are we want you to know that you are a part of the service and we are praying for you for you and especially for you in Jesus name. All right. Well, today let's go. We're going to go ahead and start with our confession uh, that we started with uh, a few weeks ago. I like this so much. We're going to continue in it. And today we're going to be speaking from the subject of the seed principle, the seed principle. And you really get a lot of, out of this today, the seed principle. But first, let's start with our confession. So if you would just confess this with me and say this boldly, say it from your heart. And I tell you, as we said before in the last series, your words go before you. Your words determine the direction of your life. So let's bring good things in your life through your confession. Hallelujah. So let's go. Let's go. Uh, Eight, uh, rather nine confessions. Let's go with it. Ready? Let's read. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I am getting better, better every day in every way. I'm getting better. My body is healed. I am free from debt. I am blessed beyond measure. Good things are happening to me and for me. I am always safe and secure. I am happy, healthy, and whole. I am leading others to Christ, and I'm fulfilling my divine destiny. I am filled with all the fullness of God, and his love circulates in and through my life daily. I'm at peace and at rest in my Father's love. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? 
I encourage you, keep on saying that. Keep on saying it, not just on Sundays. Keep on declaring God's word over your life. Hallelujah. So today, briefly, we're speaking from the subject of the seed principle. The seed principle. Now, you ask the question, what is the seed principle? The seed principle is simply this. To produce, the, the seed is used to produce or bring forth something that exists, that already exists in eternity into the realm of time. In other words, uh, we are bringing something that exists in the spirit into the natural. That's the seed principle. This is what God wants to do. Something that already exists there, he wants it to exist here. Deliverance exists there, he wants that to exist here. There are so many things, happiness, joy, and so forth and so on exists there, he wants it to exist here. Uh, the seed principle also says it's God's will that we produce or rather reproduce after our own kind. And you're going to see this shortly. It's his will that we reproduce after our own kind. It's in the power of the seed. God is father. God is father. And it is the father that carries the seed, releasing seed into the earth that will produce his will. Are you hearing? So we'll see how the father will release seed. You see that graphic there? He will release seed into the rich fertile ground of your heart, not to produce a seed tree, but to produce fruit, but to produce his will. Again, the first principle or the first aspect of the seed principle is that we will reproduce or produce something that is in eternity or in the spirit. You're going to produce that or reproduce that here in time, here in the natural. You say, that's a foreign concept. No, it's really not. Let's go to uh, Matthew, Matthew, the sixth chapter, Matthew six. And this is very, this should be very familiar to you. Matthew six, uh, verses um, nine through 10. Of course, we have it there on the screen if you like. Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses nine through 10 out of the King James Version. This is how it reads. The Lord Jesus speaking here. He says, after this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, where? In earth, as it is where? In heaven. Hallelujah. That's the principle there. God's will is already being done in heaven. His will is already done there. Well, the Father wants us to reproduce it or to uh, produce it here in the earth. He wants what's there to come here. Are you hearing? That's the seed principle. What's there, he wants it to become, he wants it to come here. There are things that already exist in the spirit world. There, there's healing, there's deliverance, there's salvation, uh, there's joy unspeakable, uh, there's laughter. Everything that you need already exists in the presence of God. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. He doesn't want all that just to be stuck up in heaven, just, just hovering above you somewhere. He wants it to manifest in your life. And through you into the lives of others. Hallelujah. The blessings of God should never just stop with you. It should flow through you to someone else. Are you hearing? Let me show you this as well. Matthew 28. Matthew 28 verses 18 through uh, 20. Also the seed principle. And this is what the Lord Jesus said here. Jesus came and told his disciples. 
And this is out of the uh, New Living Translation. Jesus came and told his, told his disciples, I have um, been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sh and uh, and be sure of this. I am with you always even to the end of the age. So again, the seed principle is also to reproduce after your kind. The Lord definitely wants you to be saved, but your salvation should not stop with you. You should be in the process of getting someone else saved, of helping them also to know the Lord. Hallelujah. Of helping them be delivered uh, to uh, to to make disciples is of course to introduce them to Christ, but also you being you're being a mentor, showing them how to pray, showing them how to study the Word of God. You are sharing your testimony with them day after day, sharing your testimony with them. You're doing life with them until the, of course they are strong enough in the faith, and they of course go and share the word with someone else. The blessings of God is never was never meant just to stop with you alone we are meant to reproduce we are meant to reproduce so I would even ask the question when was the last time you mentored someone when was the last time you gave someone your testimony when was the last time that you shared the the goodness of Christ with anyone when was the last time when was the last time if we say well it's been a while or I don't I don't really remember when let me tell you there's going to have to come a fresh fire it's going to have to come a fresh fire because listen, I can stand here and and I can tell you it's time for you to go out and witness. It's time for you to go out and uh, and share your faith with others. But chances are a great majority is not going to do that. You're not going to do that because it's not fluid. It's not really coming from you. We're going to try to force this thing and make this thing happen. And a great, I mean, and maybe people will begin to do it for just a little bit, but then eventually they'll just stop. They'll just stop. But when it's fire in you, you won't be able to keep it. Uh, you won't be able to make it stop. I mean, it's going to just flow from you. And I see this example playing out uh, many times. Uh, when people go to a great movie, they go and tell all their friends. They get on social media. Oh, you got to see this movie. Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. Who told them to do that? Was there something in the movie that told people, hey, once you've seen this movie, go and tell your friends? Or when someone goes to a new restaurant, oh, they say, oh, that food was so good. It was so good. You got to have those chicken and dumplings. Oh, it was so good. I can't wait to go back. You got to have those collard greens, man. They got them good. They're so good over there. You got to go to that place. Now, who told them to do that? Does someone in the restaurant say, go ahead and tell all your friends about them? And when you tell all your friends, be enthusiastic about it. Be happy about it. Really just rejoice and share with them your experiences. Anybody tell them to do that? No. No. 
Or when you come into relationship with somebody, you want to tell them, oh, he is this, oh, she is that, and it just bubbles out of you. It flows out of you. This is how it should be when you're sharing your testimony, when you're talking about the goodness of the Lord. It should just flow out of you. In many cases, it just, the Lord Jesus, after he worked a miracle with someone, he told them, don't go tell anybody anything. Don't, don't share it. But what happened? It flowed out of them so much that they had to go forth. They had to spread the news. They had to share it. So the thing is, is that uh, really when you are impressed with something, you share it. Or even when we go to a new doctor, when we impress, we share it. You share what you're impressed with. So the problem is we're not really impressed with Christ too much anymore. We're not really impressed with our church anymore, so therefore, we really don't invite anybody to it. We're not really impressed with the pastor. We're not impressed with the word. Really, no, yeah, I'll go. Mm, it's like going to um, a, a cafe or, or maybe going to um, uh, the, the high school lunchroom. High school lunchroom, and, oh, what we having? It's, you know, you can eat it. It's all right. You know, it's, it's all right. So it's not something you go home. I, I don't know of any, any kid that really goes home and tells his parents, oh, we have this and that today from the lunchroom. You know, it's, it's really not that exciting. You go in and you, you sit down and you, you have your meal and you leave. It's really not that impressive. But when something does impress you, when something does set yourself on fire, you go out and share that. And so what I'm telling you, that Jesus wants us to make disciples. He wants us to share the gospel. He wants us to reproduce. This is the seed principle. And it's time for you to get impressed with Christ once again. And that's going to happen through your daily prayer and daily devotional time. Because listen, it is unnatural. It is unnatural for us not to be impressed with Jesus. It is unnatural not for us, it, uh, for us not to give him joy. It is unnatural for us, ourselves not to explode with joy when we think about the goodness of Jesus. It should make us want to shout. It should make us want to sing. It should make us want to run. It should make us want to tell the world how good Jesus is. And they'll have to really help you, make you sit down and be quiet. But it's bubbling up so much in you, you can't help but to share it. You know what your God has done. You know what he can do. So it is unnatural for us to be silent. It is unnatural for us to be quiet, to be subdued, to act as if, well, it's just church. It's just Jesus. So that means that something has gotten a hold of us. Something has gotten on us. We've been buried alive. Something has caged us up and, and held us down where we can no longer see the goodness of Christ. We were just at a meeting um, last Friday at uh, the Shop with the Cop uh, benefit there. We had a great time there. I was there with my wife and the Robertsons. We're having a great time. And it came time for prayer. Uh, they said, well, uh, just pray with the people uh, at your table. Boy, they couldn't have dismissed fast enough. 
because I had to go over there and pray with that lady that was sitting across from me. Hallelujah. She said, dismiss, and boom, I got up. I was over around the table. Hey, let's pray right now in Jesus' name because I know what my God will do in this situation. And I was able to prophesy. I couldn't hold myself back. Let me tell you what God will do for you. Let me tell you that there's greatness on the inside of you. Let me, I could not help it. Oh, I couldn't help it. I was so excited. I got some nasty looks too for my excitement, but hallelujah, I was so excited because I know what God can do. Are you hearing? So I'm, what I'm telling you that it is unnatural for us to be subdued in the presence of God. It is unnatural for us, unnatural for us not to long to pray and get in the presence of God. Our heart should long to get in his presence. Our heart should long for his word. When the music plays, it, you don't have to have music. You don't have to have a choir or a band to worship the Lord. You should be worshiping the Lord in your car, in your closet, in the shower, thinking about the goodness of the Lord and what he's done for you. Hallelujah. It's natural for a believer to worship and praise and magnify the Lord. It's natural. But if it's not occurring, then that means, again, that that's unnatural. Something has gotten in. Some thought has gotten in. Hurt has gotten in. Bitterness has gotten in. Something has gotten in the house and has begun to shackle or chain us down. Something has gotten in and has begun to muzzle, muzzle our mouth. And when we begin now to not think about how good God is and his promises, not we begin not to think about what Jesus did for us on the cross and how he saved, uh, saved a sinner, a wretched sinner that was on the way to hell. We stop thinking about that and how we now have favor in the sight of God. We stop thinking about that. How one day we'll rejoice with him forevermore and that greater is he who's within us than he that is in the world. We stop thinking about that and we now we start thinking about our problems. Stop thinking. Start thinking about oh what's happening. Oh woe is me. Your attention has been moved. You're moved from the Lord. Now it's down to something else and now your praise is actually in reverse. Your praise is now turned downward because something else has your focus, something else has your attention. I'm telling you, you're not supposed to be broke. You're not supposed to be broken, broke, broke financially or in spirit or emotionally. You're not supposed to be. How, are you hearing what I'm telling you? You're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be sick. You're not supposed to be without. You're not supposed to be lonely. You're not supposed to be aggravated. You're not supposed to be because you're a son and a daughter of a king. Your father owns everything. I mean everything. And all his promises to you are yes and amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Are you hearing me? What's happening? God is trying to wake you up. I hear the spirit. I hear the spirit inside of me. The spirit of God says wake up. 
You're not supposed to be going through all this stuff. Hallelujah. But even when you do, even the bad can be turned around and made good. Even those rough places, you'll see God turn around and make them smooth. And when you come out of this fire, you'll come out not even smelling like smoke. And the thing that had you bound will be burned off. I'm telling you, these things, I'm telling you these things because you are actually more than a conqueror. You've just been asleep for a while. Wake up. Wake up and shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Because we're not supposed to be, oh, woe is me. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Realize that there's more with you than there is against you, than there are against you. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake that off. Shake that off. Break those chains and defy the enemy. Defy the enemy. It's time for a rebellion. It's time for a rebellion. It's time for you to rebel against the standards of this world. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm telling you, the Lord wants you to rebel against that. He wants you to rebel against that. He has more for you than you know. Hallelujah. The enemy's been telling you that you're broke and you're never going to have this and you're never going to have that. You'll always be sick. You'll always be that. You tell them, devil, you a liar. Take that lie back to the very pits of hell. I don't believe that. I know that I am blessed of the Lord. I know that I am blessed of the Lord. I know that I'm the head and not the tail. I know that I'm above only and not beneath. I know that Jesus has called me to live the blessed life. I know he's called me to thrive, to have excess, to have more than enough so that I can share it with others. Hallelujah. The blessing should never end just with you. It should never end just with you. Are you hearing? If you want to intentionally stop the blessing of God for your life, start stopping up the blessing when it comes to you. It must flow to you and then what? Through you. Got to get it out. Are you hearing me? It's natural for you to share. It's natural for you to share. You're a born again believer. Your father shares. Your father gives. It is natural for you to give. It is natural for you to love. It is natural for you to forgive. It is natural because that's in your DNA. That's your father. That's what he does. So that's what you do. It is natural. Hallelujah. But what is unnatural is hoarding and being greedy and being and, 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 and being prideful and being doubtful and living in shame. That stuff is unnatural. There's a seed principle here that the Father wants to reproduce something that is placed in you. And you're gonna have to rebel against the things of this world and not and no longer submit to what the doctors say what the lawyers say what all the naysayers say you call that a lie let every man be a lie and let God be the truth are you hearing me glory to God you've been born of God you've been twice born hallelujah it's time for the redeemed of the Lord to say so Let's shake ourselves. Shake yourself. Let's shake ourselves. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, glory to God. Let's not receive what we see because what we see is always lying to you. Are you hearing? Let's look at another verse of scripture then we'll be closing out today. Let's go to the book of Luke. And let me show you this in Luke, the first chapter. Luke, the first chapter, verse 26 through, 20, uh, through 38. Uh, there is no other reference in scripture that speaks of the seed principle like Luke 1, verse 26 through 38. This is such a powerful scripture that as we read through this, I pray that you'll catch the revelation because after we read through it, of course, we're going to talk about it a little while and then we're going to head on out. So Luke 1, verse 26 through 38, and this is how it reads. Of course, it's very familiar. And it says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And a virgin espoused, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she have also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaiden or the handmaid of the Lord. Say that with me. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Say that again. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now, let me show you a few things here. First of all, we're talking again about the seed principle. Because the word of God came to Mary. The word of God is a seed. Now we know Jesus again is the word. So Mary was pregnant with a word. 
And eventually she brought forth the Christ. She brought forth the anointing. Hallelujah. Brought forth the Son of God. And hear this principle. Anytime God comes to you and wants to birth, uh, wants to give you a seed, he wants to give you a seed to birth a word out of you, to birth an anointing out of you. And when this anointing comes out, it will come out and bless the nations. It will come out and bless the world. Surely that's what the word did in Mary's life. And this is what the word will do also in your life. This is the seed principle. Mary was a virgin. That means that she was kept. She was chased. She didn't allow herself to go over here with him or over there with him. She kept herself devoted, first of all, to God and unto her future husband. She was committed. She was a vessel of honor. And let me tell you now, for God to give you his precious seed, you're going to have to be a vessel of honor as well. Hallelujah. You're going to have to keep yourself unspotted from the things of the world. I know there are people in church and I'm seeing people in church who say the name of Jesus and they're in everybody other's bed. I know people, they say they love Jesus, but they get drunk on Friday night. I know people, they say they love Jesus, but they still have a friendship with the world. And God said, if you are a friend of the world, you're an enemy with God. I'm trying to tell you that God wants to pour out precious seed into your life. And in order for that seed to come to pass, you're going to have to be a virgin. Now, not a virgin naturally, you understand, but a virgin is one that devotes themselves to God. The more you devote yourself to God, the more precious seed he will give to you. The more you give yourself to the Lord, the more you submit yourself to him, the more precious seed he will impart into your life. I'm telling you, the more you give yourself to him, the more he gives himself to you. Let me say that again. The more you give yourself to him, the more he'll give himself to you. And God has something in his hand that he wants to birth in you, that he wants to put in your heart, just like he did Mary. How did that happen with Mary? Well, the Holy Ghost came and overshadowed Mary. And this thing is of God. The Holy Spirit came and ministered to Mary and then Mary woke up. She was pregnant with a word. She was pregnant with a dream and many of you will be pregnant with ministry. You'll be pregnant with a plan. Pregnant you'll be pregnant and God will make you pregnant because what's in you will come out of you and will change the entire world. Hallelujah. God will tell you someone to go and pray for and you'll go for and pray for that person, let me tell you that their lives will be absolutely changed. But this happens through a seed principle. Once uh, again, Mary was a virgin. That is, she was uh, she was devoted unto God. She was devoted unto God, and she was committed to Him. Hallelujah! Committed to the Lord. You understand? As you commit yourself to God, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's in your commitment to him. I know the flesh is weak. I know the flesh is weak. This is why you're going to have to go before the father and cry out to him and be honest with him because he wants your heart. As he has your heart, your actions will follow later. When the Lord has your heart, your actions will follow later. That's why you don't have to try to stop sin. You don't have to try 
trying to stop sin is a waste of time. Let me say that again. Trying to stop sin in your life is a waste of time. Why? Because you simply pick it up again. If you're stopping it with your own efforts and in your own strength, you simply pick it back up again. But if you give God your heart, if you give him your soul, if you give him your strength, if you spend time with him, and then you'll see the sin shrink further and further and further away. Why? Because the darkness cannot take over the light. The more light comes into you, the more the darkness goes away. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to holiness, the more all this stuff goes away. So I'll tell you here publicly, stop all your efforts to try to stop sin. You're wasting your time. Better yet, spend your time getting into the presence of the Father, pleading the blood of Jesus, confessing your sins before him, getting in his face and getting in his word and you'll see the Holy Spirit begin to overshadow you too and God will give you precious seed that will change your life and the life of those around you. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Jesus has already solved the sin problem. Why are you trying to beat a dead horse? Jesus has already taken it away. He's already given you victory over sin, over hell, death, and the grave. Why are you trying to defeat a defeated foe? Jesus has already given you victory. Declare, declare the victory that he has already given unto you. Declare that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Declare that and you're going to see that begin to come to pass in your own life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Are you hearing? The more you try to stop sinning, the more you try to stop your sin, the more you focus on your sin. And whatever you focus on will get stronger. Whatever you focus on, continually focus on, will get stronger. You say, I got to stop this. I got to stop that. Where are your thoughts? Your thoughts are on stopping this, but your thoughts are not on becoming like him. Give yourself to him. Give yourself to him. Take the sin and yourself. Take it all to him. And let the Lord change you from the inside out. When he changes you on the inside, the outside will follow. Once God changes you on the inside, the outside will follow. Once God changes you on the inside, the outside will follow. Are you hearing Oh, we're almost done. The name Mary itself, the name Mary means their rebellion. Their rebellion. Their rebellion. Because she had to be rebellious against the things of this world because no woman, let me tell you something, no woman wants to be found, uh, especially in Bible times, wants to be found with a child and she's not married. She's uh, in so many ways assigning her death note they're going to stone her. They're, she she put herself in harm. She put herself in harm's way when she said, "Yes, Lord, make me pregnant." She put herself in harm's way. She rebelled against the things of this world. She said in her actions, "What you think about me is more than what the more than what I would think about other people. I want your opinion about me, and that not their opinion. I will honor what you say and dishonor what they say. I want your 
your word and not their word. Father, let your will come to pass in my life. And I wonder, is there anyone who is still praying that same prayer, who is saying, behold the handmaiden of the Lord, behold the servant of the Lord, be it unto me, even, even as you have spoken, be it unto me, my life is here, and I give my life to you. And why did Mary receive that precious seed? But Because she had that confession. She was boldly devoted to the Lord. Boldly devoted to him. Where is your devotion? Are you boldly devoted to the Lord? You say, but it's going to cost me. Then let it cost you. Be boldly devoted to the Lord. Yes, it cost her some relationships. Yes, it cost her uh, some of those that were her relatives. Yes, it did because she had to bear the stigma of being pregnant before marriage. It cost her. It cost her. And the blessing of the Lord will cost you. But it is God's will. And afterwards, that blessing came forth, and it blessed her, and everybody that talked about her, they, it blessed them too. Hallelujah. And it's still blessing us. He is still blessing us throughout the generations and throughout eternity. Hallelujah. I thank God for Mary because she gave herself to birth a word. Hallelujah. To birth an anointing, to birth a vision. And other people will thank God for you because you gave yourself to birth this anointing, birth this vision, to birth this ministry, to birth this business, to birth this food bank, to, to birth this homeless shelter. They say, oh, if it wasn't for you, I don't know what I would do. And you gave yourself to stand, to stand up and say, Lord, let this come to pass in my life. Yes, they will criticize you. Yes, they will talk about you. That's all a part of it. It's all a part of it. Are you hearing me? That's all a part of it. Don't be distracted by their words. That's all a part of it. Because what God has growing in you is greater than the opposition that's outside of you. Let me say that again. What God has growing in you is, grow, is, better, is greater than the opposition that is outside of you. If you give yourself to him, he will give you a word. He will give you seed that will change your life, change your family, and change a generation. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He's giving you the seed so that you would bring it forth. I'll say this in closing. He's giving you the seed so that you will bring it forth. Are you hearing me? He's giving you this seed so that you will bring it forth. He's not giving you a seed so that you would produce a seed tree. He, there is something that he wants produced. Something that exists already in the spirit and he wants to bring it forth into the natural and the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro throughout the earth seeing whom he may show himself strong to is there anyone who I can give this vision is there anyone who I can give this dream is there anyone I have seed in my hand and I see people all around that are desperate for a miracle the community needs this the world needs that the families need this and I have the answer in my hand but can is there anyone that will lay their life 
lives down from me that I may give this precious seed because once this seed grows in them, it's going to come forth and it's going to produce and bless the nations. Hallelujah. So I wonder today, are you a vessel that God can use? Mary was a vessel and we thank God for her, but will you also be a rebellious one? Can God also use you to affect a change in your family and in this generation? Can God use you? Will you be a vessel of honor, meet for the master's use? Will you turn this person and that person down and say, I devote myself to the Lord in service to the Lord? Will you tell the Lord, Lord, I'm bringing myself to you, including my sin, because Lord, I want you. I know that you will deal with the sin, Lord, as I give my life to you. So I'm no longer going to worry about the sin, no longer going to worry about the drinking or, or about the drugs. Hear me, no longer worry about the fornications. Just turn your heart and attention to him. And as you do that, you'll see God change you from the inside. And the changes on the inside are on the first part because after he changed you on the inside, he'll also change your outside. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're stopping right there. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word, Father. I thank you for the word that you're giving to your people in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this nation. I thank you, Father, that you will find people that are faithful that you will find people that are watchmen on the wall. I thank you, Father, that you're raising up marriage. You're raising up rebellious people, hallelujah, that will rebel against the things of this world. I thank you, Father, that you're going to make your people pregnant with a word and pregnant with a dream. I thank you, Father, that they won't be able to sleep at night some nights for thinking about the things that you're going to do through them. And just as Mary kept the salutation in her heart, Lord, we're going to keep those same words in our hearts and father I pray that we will not be weary in well doing for in due season we will reap if we faint not this child will be born this ministry will be born I prophesy that and declare that right now in the name of Jesus this vision that God has you has for you will be born hallelujah and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it because the father wants it in the earth and he has found you faithful and don't worry, you will have a good birth. Hallelujah. And it's going to bless the nations. It's going to bless the community. It's going to bless the world. Hallelujah. For inside of your womb, it's a cure for cancer. Inside of your womb, it's a cure for what else is generation. Inside of you are ideas and inventions and tools and strategies that God will use to change the world. He'll visit you in the midnight season he'll visit you in the midnight season and you'll have a dream you'll have a dream and that dream will capture your heart and God will use that to change you change your family change this nation and change the world Father, I thank you for the remnant that here. I thank you, Lord God, for the remnant that here. I thank you, Father, for the remnant that here. I thank you, Father, for the remnant that here. Those who are willing, those who are willing to receive a word from you. Those who are willing, Lord God, to lay it all down for you. I thank you, Lord, that their labor is not in vain. I thank you, Father, that their labor is not in vain. I thank you. 
you, Father, that today you hear their cries. You hear their cries because they've known that there's something more. They've known that there's something greater. And today you wake them up. Today you wake them up. Today you wake them up that they may be fully awake and fully alive. And Father, I pray for them. I pray for those that are in this room right now and for those who will be listening and, and watching later on. Father, I pray for them in the name of Jesus that they'll have such an encounter with your spirit, that they'll have such an encounter with your spirit that their lives will be forever changed, that their lives will be forever changed. Lord, I pray for a supernatural experience of your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for such a great outpouring of fire upon them in the name of Jesus that the bonds of the enemy will be broken in the name of Jesus and that their lives will be forever changed. And Father, I pray that you would show them the way. Holy Spirit, show them the way that they may be disciple makers. Show them the way. Show them the way, Father, because there's so much more that you have for them. Don't let them give up. Don't let them give up. And don't let them give in. Father, thank you for there are so many that are waiting on them even now. We give you praise today, Father, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.